Afternoon, everyone. Afternoon. Uh, question, Carl, is, are you able to, to change that title live or is it something we have to do afterwards? That's very annoying. That was changed. So let me change it again. I can do that. You start introducing us and I will do that now. Oh, nice. It'll be done live. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, welcome to, let me get that up there. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Thursday. So we're day four and we're talking about how to start to build your first course, which will live as an entry point within your expert business funnel. Now, if you're listening to that for the first time and you're thinking, uh, I'm sorry, Harms, what are you talking about? Well, start the process on Monday. We talk about building an expert funnel. We talk about sharing your knowledge and actually get paid for it, building an informational package product and getting paid for it with the end purpose being that you get clients paying for your premium services, whether that's coaching, mentoring, consulting, you have a package to sell, you have a, an actual premium product to sell, whatever it is, this is a great mechanism, especially for an expert funnel in order to allow an entry point for clients. Um, so that's where we are. And today specifically, we're now on the point where we're taking what we discussed yesterday, which was we took uh, all of our ideas, which would be forming our course, and we turned it into a syntax via an eight-stage process. So if you want to catch up with that, go check that out. But let's assume now that we have that syntax in place, which is a snapshot, a permanent document that lives on a computer, typically, or on a piece of paper, which is a uh, which highlights the sections of your particular course and also what the content is in that. Now, remember, this is not a script. This is just bullet points, prompts, flashcards to just prompt us and sequence the order of that course. So that's where we are. So we're assuming at this point you have a syntax. If you haven't, of course, you may be working on it in the background. If you have any questions with that process yesterday, because there was eight stages and all are simple yet complicated, like most things in life, come and chat to myself and Kyle about this in the Slack group. And we're more than happy to answer your questions there. That is in the description below, uh, just a click. You pop your email address in, Slack takes that and then allows you to enter into the group. So welcome to that if you come and join it. All right, so that's where we are today. Now we're gonna be bulking up the course, uh, getting it almost to a final product, a final MVP, minimum viable product that is, not a perfectly polished product. And then we're gonna talk about delivery, and we're gonna talk about confidence, and we're gonna talk about announcing your course. That's the focus to today. Hi, Carl. Hi, yeah. What, what's the, what is uh, the, what, okay, what's the best place to start? Because we've got our syntax, which means we've got our course in place, but there's a few elements missing, uh, or somebody may think there's a few elements missing as well in, in terms of a question. Absolutely. So over the, well, yesterday primarily, we structured our car course. We put everything into step by step by step, and that became lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, guiding people through um, teaching them about our expertise, about our knowledge, and um, really providing a massive amount of value to people who want to learn from us and potential customers. So we've set down the body of this course. We have the step one, step two, step three. What we didn't do yesterday is put an introduction on the front or a conclusion on the end. And there's a good reason for that. We first needed to know what the structure of the whole course was. And now we know what that is. Now that we have this syntax in place, we can loop back and we can add the introduction and then we can add the conclusion as well. So that's yeah, the first thing we need to do. Because the danger, the danger of doing it the other way is 
if you create an introduction and a conclusion, it's almost like everything you put in between there has to uh, abide by what you introduced and abide by what your conclusion was. Um, so it's it's not quite like writing uh, an article or a piece of work where you say, look, this is a conclusion, this is my hypo hypothesis, and then you discuss around that point. Um, we are doing something similar in the sense that we had a problem statement to solve and the course answered that problem statement. But now to actually provide the introduction, i.e. what you're going to learn in uh, my course today will be this, this, and this, and the conclusion, it can naturally be put at the end. Now the conclusion may be uh, very simply the fact that we're talking about the problem that we were solving and hopefully by this point it's now solved via these stages. So think of it like that. So the introduction and conclusion come last, not first. Um, I, I've seen it done before, I've done it before, putting an introduction first and everything I write about has to hit those learning points whereas I had so much more to share or I didn't actually want to talk about that introduction. So just be conscious of what, what and how you introduce. So me and Carl introduced the show today by, you're going to learn about how to deliver the course, uh, getting the course ready, introduction summary, announcing the course. So all of these things now we will sport, speak into. If we talk about something and we don't speak into it, then we've created a promise and we've broken it by the end of the show. And also uh, the alternative is if we talk about stuff, too many things that we didn't, uh, get you ready for it can also be quite confusing why are they talking about this um, I, I, didn't, I don't want to hear about this yet maybe talk about that another time so the introduction and conclusion are important but after the main body of work yeah we write them after everything is said and done what I did want to point out is that they do not need to be the same length as whole lessons so let's say each of your lessons each of your steps within the body of your course it takes an hour for example you do not need your introduction to take an hour um, it does, and your conclusion does not need to take an hour either. There's a reason for this, and we're going to be talking about how we're delivering shortly. Um, but regardless of whether these are pre-recorded videos or a live session, or if you have people in the room, regardless of this, you shouldn't spend this amount of time on the introduction or conclusion, just because while you're doing that, yes, you're framing the course, but you're not delivering the actual value, the actual content that people are there for. So we keep these relatively um, short. You do not need to overview absolutely everything. Um, you just need to give uh, kind of a gui guidance about where we're going in the introduction. And that's yeah, and very short. I, I tell you a good place to extract an introduction is actually on this channel that you're watching, Building Businesses Online, the YouTube channel. We've got an online business course, uh, which is completely free. Mm -hmm. It's on the platform. And you'll see that each main section has an introduction beforehand. And that introduction can be anything from 45 seconds to two minutes where I'm going to be where I talk. And then some introductions are done by Kyle, where we actually talk about, right, this is what you're about to learn. You're going to learn this, this and this. Let's get into it. So that's as simple as it is, to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, it just gives you a chance to reset. It gives your listener a chance to reset and understand this is what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, and you should be adding the introduction and the conclusion to your syntax. We do want to add them into that document. Yeah. Um, but they don't need to take up as much space as a whole uh, lesson would do so. What I would recommend is putting the introduction section at the beginning of lesson one. So you have your introduction, framing the whole course, and then you say, right, and now we're going to get into lesson one, da, 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 and you deliver that lesson. 
Mm. But I think that's the best way to do it as well. So add it to your syntax and then you've got that document. You don't have to keep continue to think about, oh my God, what is my introduction going to be? It's already there on paper. So now the next question at this point is, how do we deliver this course? Uh, one is delivery, but also how do we film it? That forms a part of that delivery. So um, you may have heard about us talk about this since day one, but Carl, do you want to just re-emphasize it for everybody? Yeah. Um, so for context, we are going to be doing it via Facebook Live. Um, I'm going to go through chronologically how we do this, and we're going to talk about that in this lesson. But for context, so you know where we're going with this, basically, um, we are going to be using Facebook Live, and we're going to be doing it through a Facebook group. We could go through the, um, the dozens of different methods for delivering your content, but we're just yeah. going to give you one that you can use. Um, this is your first course. It's a pilot. Remember, it's an MVP, a minimum viability product. It does not need to be perfect. It just needs to be done. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to release that product. We're going to get the feedback, and then we will adapt. And we'll be talking more tomorrow about how we will change this initial course into multiple formats, uh, polish it, make it beautiful, make it the, you know, the, the course that you're dreaming of. But right now, we need it out of the gate fast. So for mm -hmm. context, basically, we're going to be setting up a Facebook group we're going to be getting the students in the group, we'll go through that today, and then we're going to be delivering um, to that group using Facebook Live directly into that group. That's it. So we are going to be talking about the technicals. Uh, we are going to be talking about how we get people in the group. That's all covered today, but that is the basic shape. Get, we set up a Facebook group, we get people into that Facebook group, and then we deliver using Facebook Live into that same group. That's it. That's the framework we're going to use. Absolutely. So let me just do a comparison there mm. on what, how many steps in terms of the, like how much time are we saving doing it this mechanism? So, okay, there's some X's here, and the top X. Let's get the mic in. in so this, I don't go quiet. So the top row there has a few X's. Now imagine this being the start point, and this is the start point is a syntax. So I've got the syntax ready. Now typically this would be done by this syntax you may something in between do a rehearsal um, uh, preparation rehearsal you then will do the actual filming once you've done the filming you will do the edit once you do the edit you'll do the organization of files mm -hmm. uploads um actually getting uploaded onto a facebook group or a membership site or wherever you decide to host it most people do it on a web page so you'd have to build that web page as well mm -hmm. you'd have to build the learning units and stuff like that it's a lot of work it's a lot of work. And finally, you may want to then add titles, description, and things like this. So that's how many steps are involved in a typical production. Whereas what we're saying is go from syntax to shoot live, and that's it. You're done. The course is out there. Um, that's, that's the difference in the time we're saving and what a minimum viable product timeline looks like, typical timeline looks like compared to a conventional production. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're working with some clients, they are working on a television show, for example, and it can genuinely, it's genuinely taking them like eight months to get a couple of series filmed. Whereas an equivalent production timeline could be somebody just shooting that live there and there. It's like, wow, okay, that's already hit the internet. It's done. Um, very similar to the BBO show, look, we're filming this live. I can't imagine the amount of work involved if we was to produce this, uh, film it, upload it, and all the other stuff involved, it would be a mm -hmm. formula for us not continuing it properly. Yeah, we would. It wouldn't get done, and that's the main thing we want 
to happen here is for you to get the work done. So we need to remove as many barriers as possible. And if we're removing things like um, editing and uploading and creating a website, we are removing the barriers between you um, and the audience, the people you need to deliver value to. Um, so we're just going to start teaching ASAP. Just a little look behind the curtain um, and also a preview of what we're doing tomorrow. Once you've delivered the content live, like we are doing now, that content can be repackaged. That content can be downloaded. We can download the videos, we can package them, we can edit them, we can tidy it up. We could even reshoot this kind of course material. Um, we can make an ebook. We can do so much with it once we have finished the first draft. And the first draft is what we're doing now to you is talking to you via Facebook Live um, or YouTube Live. And we're asking you to do exactly the same thing. You do your first draft of the course using live video like this. And then, based on feedback, based on what works, based on what doesn't work, then you create a longer term product. So we're doing exactly what we are preaching here. It's, yeah. We're practicing what we preach. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. So hopefully you've bought into the idea that, look, we're going to shoot this live and we'll talk about confidence in a moment. But if mm -hmm. you are, even after that section, if you're thinking, hang on a minute, no, 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 I don't know what you mean by live. Even the technical setup becomes overwhelming. Chat we're going to do all of that. Well, yeah. we're, we're going to cover that today. We'll, we'll cover all that today, absolutely. I, I just wanted to give you context of where we're going for the rest of this course. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, you'd be like, what, what am I sketching? What am I delivering? Like, we are going to be doing it live to camera like this on Facebook. That's absolutely. what you need to know for now. So let's That's jump it. into that. So, so, so the first question then off the back of this is, um, when do I deliver? Mm -hmm. um, okay, great. Uh, Harms and Carl, I'm going to shoot my course live. I'm going to use my syntax as a prompt. But when do I do this? Now, the one method, uh, just to give you an idea, is one method is, look, you've got the whole syntax all here, and you say, I'm going to go on a marathon. I'm just going to deliver all of this in one day. I'm going to start the live recording, and I'm going to deliver. That's one method. Mm -hmm. What's a more... Uh, what else, what's a better solution for the person creating the course and, and the people also consuming it? Sure. So I would say if you if you feel really excited and want to deliver it in one day, do it. Go ahead. I mean, spend the day. That's like your first run, your first practice. Fantastic. And you're going to have a really good asset at the end of that. Um, however, for most people, that's not going to be particularly sustainable, um, nor is it the best way because we're not getting feedback as we go along. So what we suggest... Um, Course, this is going to be up to you in your situation, but we suggest you deliver one step or one lesson of the course per week. Um, that tends to be the best. A month is too long. Um, yeah. Daily is too short, um, yeah. and a week is about right. So why a week? Okay, well, there's two different things. Um, there's we're talking about for you, and we're talking about for the audience. So for the audience, it gives your students time to actually assimilate the information that you're teaching and to go through the actions. Um, remember when we drew out the syntax before, we talked about, okay, at the end of each step, at the end of each lesson, you should be giving them something to do. Um, getting people to take action is really the point of this course. We want them not only just to sit and listen to us, but to do something about it. So by spreading out over a week, you can give people a week to complete the actions. They're more likely to get them done. And that means more buy-in with you, more interest in what you're doing. Um, on the flip side, for you as the teacher, it gives you time to make adjustments. Um, so let's say you're delivering, you've got a five-part course, and the first two weeks you find, ah, I'm kind of running out of time, like I'm, uh, 
I'm, I'm not able to deliver this in an hour each week. That means for the next three lessons, you can start to edit things out. You can actually go through and say, okay, no, I know now if I'm, I'm going to do this week three, this is actually going to take me two hours to deliver. So maybe I cut this, maybe I cut this, maybe I move this to week four, etc. It allows you to adapt on the fly. Whereas if you just blasted through it in uh, one go, you can't make those kind of adjustments or tweaks. Um, so this is just in time production, which we talked about before. You can adapt during the process. Okay, that's great. So I've, I've drawn up a diagram there if somebody finds it easier to visualize that structure. Um, and to give you some context, uh, I'll, I'll talk about time in a moment, actually. So here we go. So we've got step one or lesson one or course one, step two, step three. So we're just assuming that's a three-step process mm -hmm. and it's going to be delivered uh, maybe maybe over the weekly basis. So I mean, it could be more. We've done a 12-week program before. Uh, yes. 12 steps and we did it over 12 weeks. For and we did it over 12 weeks. And we spread it over 12 weeks for all the reasons Carl's just said. So week one, week two, week three. Now, the, the D stands for the actual delivery of the course. I'm going to deliver this in week one, deliver this in week two, deliver this in week three. Now, the A stands for the ability to adjust what uh, what's happening. Is it taking too long? Is it too short? Uh, am I uh, am I not even looking at the camera? You know, one of the common things is uh, um, somebody's delivering a course and they might be permanently looking at their notes uh, or a slide deck down here. Or they're looking at themselves. When, when, so yeah. we've got practice, we look at the camera now, but mm -hmm. the tendency is because Harminder is on the screen down here, I might just be, I mean, you can see me now. Now I'm looking at Harminder rather than at the camera. So for the audience watching that creates a really weird disconnect um, because I'm no longer really engaged with the camera up here. I'm engaged yeah. with what's on my screen. These are the kind of things, if you if you do that mistake in week one and you watch back the video or somebody tells you, week two, you will not make that mistake. So yeah. your course will get better and better and better. If you were uh, like the excited person at the beginning of this section to just blast it out in a day, great, you have the course. But imagine if you're just like looking down here all the time while you are doing the course mm. and it's yeah. just you reading off your notes and looking down here that's it's i mean yes you've learned you don't look down here you need to look at the camera but you've put in a lot of work before you learned that yeah. um whereas we can adapt on a week-by-week -week basis by delivering um exactly. on a more staggered schedule exactly and that's one example of um not something that can go wrong but something that you may want to improve on it could be a sound issue it could be uh, the way you're delivering the content is not understandable. It could be you're speaking too quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my bad habits, I can speak very quickly uh, via live feed. So that's that doesn't allow you time to adapt, adjust, evaluate, iterate. And, and that's really the key here. So and another thing that people sometimes wonder of is what time do I actually deliver this? Mm -hmm. So when me and Kyle did, okay, it's going to depend on your personal situation. That's number one. Uh, and when is the best time for you? That's that's typically the caveat. Then the second thing would be, when is the when is the highest chance of my audience listening? And the closer you can get both of those together, the better. So to give you some context, me and Kyle did a 12-week program specifically for property investors and marketing their product online, their service, their business, etc. And we decided to host, host it in the evening, every evening from six o'clock or seven o'clock, if, if I can remember correctly. What, once a week, not every evening. Once a week, uh, and I think it was a Monday evening or Tuesday evening, uh, depending on which cohort we had. Wasn't it, wasn't it a Thursday? I, mean, I had to, this is sad, I had to reschedule my Dungeons and Dragons. That tells you a lot about me. <laughs> it was a big no, sacrifice. 
it might have been Thursday and uh, the sacrifices we make to yeah. teach online. Um, yeah, Dungeons the, and Dragons. I thought that was a big reveal. There's some people sitting at home like, oh my God. <laughs> what? Yeah, really? Like, wow. Okay, um, so we actually learned from that. Um, yes. Because initially we're like, yeah, sure, just once a week, every Thursday or Wednesday, or whatever it was, no problem. Um, but after 12 weeks of losing that evening, um, we realized like, mm, that's not particularly sustainable. Um, if we're going to continue delivering courses like this, we don't personally we don't want to be doing them in the evening um, because it was very disruptive to for personal life yeah so personal life was disrupted but for the audience actually we got the most viewers at that time so it worked quite well for them but there's got to be a balance because if you keep on disrupting your personal life the likelihood of you not continuing to complete the process becomes high you know you might say actually it's not working for me mm -hmm. so with the bbo show we learned from that and then we tweaked it to 12 o'clock noon uh, 12 o'clock is like midday. Uh, there's some advantages to that. Number one is somebody watching maybe on their lunch break. They may be having a timeout after their busy morning. Uh, it allows them an opportunity to watch this live. But also, uh, it's a ticking time clock for myself and Kyle because after this, we have lunch uh, in our own respective homes. But if we're going on beyond two o'clock, we've got a problem now. We're, we're freaking starving. So there's a bit of a deadline for us. You're ruining the illusion, though, that we just live together and have a <laughs> lunch together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just, we just shoot this in separate, separate rooms. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, coronavirus. Um, we, haven't met, we haven't met at all. I think what you're talking about, though, it needs to be, it needs to work for you. Otherwise, you will stop doing it. And consistency mm. is always going to win out. Um, so yeah. whatever fits into your life, yes you need to make it fit with your audience as well. And that's going to be a compromise. Um, but ultimately, if it does not fit with your schedule and you get tired of it, you will stop producing content. And it doesn't matter yeah. when your audience are online then because you're not doing it. Um, yeah, because you, you, you come number one and then the audience comes number second in this particular uh, topic that we're talking about, which is what time do you deliver this? Yeah. Um, because the detrimental effect is... Uh, it's going to annoy you, it's going to annoy the people around you, and it will stop you from doing it. Yeah, you won't do it. And, and, and it, be, it, be, it defeats your whole objective in, in the get go. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's that. Now, now okay, so now we, we're starting to build layers to this. We've got now we've got an introduction, outro, two hour syntax. Great. We know how, when we're delivering it, on what sort of schedule, on a weekly schedule. We know the advantages for doing it that way. We know what, how to determine what time you deliver it. Again, it's going to be personally dependent. Not during your Dungeons and Dragons time. Very never important. sacrifice no, that. Never. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, evenings are tough. I mean, I, I, I don't. I often see people constantly sacrificing their evening, and and the reality is, you look at you look at that person five years later, and again, there's no judgment because everybody has a different way to live their life. But I will see them five years later, and actually, they're still single, or actually. <laughs> Their life circumstance is completely that's, different. That well, sounded like a judgment. <laughs> no, no judgment in terms of is right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. but observationally, it's, it's uh, a decision. It's anyway, a decision, yeah. Anyway, so now what do we do? We we know our times. We've decided our scheduling, and now we're going to announce it. We're going to yes. announce the call, and I hope you're sitting at home thinking like, oh no, no, I'm scared," because that's what you should be feeling at this point. Yeah, yeah, and why yeah. are we doing it so fast? Um, well, we want to keep that momentum. We want to keep the excitement. We've just created this amazing course, you know, for our post-it notes and our syntax. We want to maintain that level of momentum and excitement and carry it through to our potential audience. 
Um, what a lot of people do now is they have this nice, nicely formatted Word document and they're like, Ooh, I'm going to edit this and add things to it and I'm going to make it perfect. Um, a lot of people out there have this perfectionist streak and you need to suppress it right now. And a really good way to do this is to announce the course. Um, yeah, by, and, and announcing it and giving it a deadline. Like, yeah. uh, and what I mean by that is a start time. So that can, that's probably the best way to remove this whole perfectionist uh, yeah. requirement. And we can talk about this topic for a long time, but just to take it at this stage in terms of, look, we all want the perfect product. Um, the first product, the reality is, it's never going to be perfect because we haven't had any feedback on it. It may be perfect in our mind, but we could present that perfection and somebody says, uh, oh, actually, could you do this instead? Actually, I would have preferred this. So the way to streamline that is to have a start date which is publicly announced. Um, that's the best, best way to do it. And it also comes with another advantage, which is we now start to set the expectation and make the course known to people out there in the online world. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is going to be happening. It starts on this date. Would you like to get on board? There's this uh, quote, which I just had to look up. And nobody seems to know who said it. Um, but basically, no plan or no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. You can have in your head this perfect course. Um, but as soon as you go out and you, you meet the enemy or the customer on, or the audience in this, uh, in this case, not really an enemy, but it still stands, what they start telling you, the feedback you start getting means that you are going to make changes. And it doesn't matter if you've been planning your course for the last six months or if you planned it in the last week. As soon as you um, come into contact with the market, with actual people, things are going to change. So you might as well get in contact with your audience as soon as possible, uh, rather than waste all of that time creating the perfect uh, syntax, the perfect course, only to find out that it doesn't matter because what you think is perfect is not going to be aligned with what your audience thinks. Yeah. So we just and need I to know, start. And I know I shouldn't sidetrack, but the battle thing is not like... I think right now you can download, to, to give more uh, away about personalities, you can download Total Shogun 2 completely for free for the next two weeks, which is a battle strategy game. And when I played that years ago, it was exactly the same scenario. You would set everything up and you would only know if your strategy or your setup would work until, up, to, up to the point where you actually engage in battle. And this is completely battle, I know, um, lame. But... It's a great example of what uh, what what that means because it and I mean until you engage that battle in this circumstance is actually presenting and delivering your course to a customer. Are you actually going to know what the hell is going on? Uh, if it's any good, what you need to change. If you was looking at the camera, it's a sound all over the place. All of those things will become a reality to you once you engage in the battle. Uh, I, the, the word battle is great. I love that quote. Um, but it makes it sound like it's going to be a real, oh, my God, it's going to be a real challenge. Whereas for some people, it's like, oh, my God, I've waited my life to do this. I just mm. didn't know how to do it. So thank mm -hmm. you for, for announcing this. So then how do we announce it? So we understand that we're going to announce it. Mm -hmm. How do we actually announce this? Um, so one thing I, I would advise, regardless of um, who you announce it to, one thing I would advise is you announce it with a time delay. So you say, okay, in four weeks time, I'm going to be starting uh, this course. This is what it's about. This is what I'm going to be covering. It's going to be um, every Tuesday at 1 p.m. So you're making that basic announcement. Do that four weeks out or even six weeks out because that's going to give you more time to get people um, excited about the course, get them into your group. 
And also, if you do have any lingering, oh, I need to plan this, I need to uh, finish up the syntax, etc. This is the time when you can do it. Um, so you have plenty of time. You you don't need to have six months and then you announce. Instead, you announce and you give yourself a little window to polish things and uh, be the perfectionist that you that you are. And that's absolutely fine. So build that time delay in now. In terms of where we yeah, announce don't, it, yeah, don't, don't say... I'm going to do it on Monday and today's Friday. Don't that's, don't do that because you do, it could come to Sunday. You've got something going on, and Monday becomes a challenge. Yeah. So I, I agree. Time delays are best. Gives you, you time to prepare. Also gives you time to get students um, mm. in. So there's two different ways um, that you can announce it, but there's uh, hundreds of different ways. But we're going to cover two. So previously, um, if you've watched any of our other videos, if you've gone through any of our courses, we build up an audience and we build up a tribe of people. If you have done this already, fantastic. This is where you announce to. You announce into, uh, specifically into your tribe. So um, hopefully, if you followed all the way through, we actually started building our course by asking our tribe, what is it you want to learn about? What is it you want me to teach you about? If so, the first port of call here is simply go back to those people, the people who answered, saying, hey, I wish you would talk about this, or um, I, I've always had problems in this particular area. You go back to those exact people and you say, hey, I've built a course around your suggestion. Easy win. Very um, They are going to be, I mean, because they've been part of that creation, because they helped, because you listened and you built their questions into the course, they should be very easy um, to get on board immediately. Um, but more generally, you are announcing to your tribe. You can announce to your audience as well. I'm doing a course in four weeks' time. It's going to be about this. You can give an outline of what it's about because so you have the syntax. Um, you can talk to them about what problems it's going to cover. You can talk to them about what solutions you're going to be giving because you have all of this sketched out already. Yeah, and so now's a great time to talk about um, do I charge or not? Um, I would say because this is your tribe, and this is the caveat here, because they are your tribe, and uh, for that to make for you to understand that in terms of the context, do watch through this series, uh, especially this week. Um, they are your tribe, so there's already a level of trust. Um, the fact that they know that you're an expert, so do charge. Now, the suggestion is this is your first pilot course, this is your MVP, so don't charge a, a, a crazy amount. It could just be a nominal fee that allows somebody to transact with you, and for you to make that first. Um, piece of income, that first transaction online, and also practice that mechanism, asking for a sale online for your value, for your expert knowledge. And it's a great feeling once it's done, and then it will open the door to more expensive products in the future. But at this stage, it can it can start quite low. Um, the advantage of charging is that the reality, they will, they will once they've committed some funds, they're gonna value the course more. They're likely to turn up you know, they're likely to watch the video. So when me and Carl did a 12-week program, everybody watched mm. every single week without fail. Uh, a few people message us, says, I've missed a couple of weeks. I'm catching up today. And it was like, okay, that's amazing. That would not be the case if it was free. And this is a challenge with all of the free content out there in the world. Yeah, it's great. It's free. But only the person who really desires, and they're a very, very tiny percentage, will actually see that information through. If, not, if they don't skim it, if they don't just fast forward the, the, that piece of content. So charging adds a layer of value in, um, and it means that they're gonna sit and watch it and they'll actually attend. Now, Carl, and what's your yeah. And they'll, follow, they'll carry out the actions as well. 
because they're valuing the information you give them more because they have paid for it they're more likely to carry carry out what you've suggested they do then you're more likely to see more success stories and that's going to help in the long run yeah getting reviews success stories and then you can start to have that first step uh, in terms of taking that minimum yeah. viable product into a next level course and next level course and we'll talk about that in the future as well so it's uh, an interesting thing that if you if you're what you're teaching is genuinely valuable by charging for it you can help people more hmm. which seems like psychologically like, oh that's interesting when we're talking about uh, charging and getting people to pay for it it's not just for you it's not just for your income it will help them um to achieve their goals as well because they're going to take it more seriously yeah, so if you do if you do have hang-ups about charging for it think of it that way uh, think about any free courses that you've been given or free ebooks that you've been given did you do them did you read them probably not whereas if you paid for it you were much more likely to do so so even if it's a nominal fee even if it's 10 pounds or 50 quid or whatever it is charging for charging your tribe for access to this um this first one of the course is actually going to help them as well Hmm. I think I downloaded three ebooks last week for free and never read one of them. No. Yeah. No. It just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I paid for it, it would have been a different story. Absolutely. Even mm -hmm. if, even if it was a small amount, uh, talking about ebooks, let me just take a pause here. Um, we've got our first ebook, which is the first guide in a series of guides that will be released under the BBO show banner, building businesses online show banner. So we're excited. This first book was uh, streamlined and it was massively important. Myself and Carl got this out ASAP. So it's out. And what is that book? It's actually 250 plus, 200, and the book is 200 plus different ways to make money online whilst in lockdown, whether you're working from home, you've, you're struggling for cash at the moment, you've got more time on your hands. That book is available now on Amazon. Um, the link is in the description below, so you can just click that, you'll get straight there. It's like 99 pence. Um, if, if you happen to be watching right now, so literally on the, what are we, the 30th of April, uh, the book is free for the next four or five days. Oh, amazing. So the book is completely free for a, a limited promotional period, mm -hmm. uh, which which Amazon allows you to do occasionally. Yeah, so, can, yeah very occasionally. Amazon don't yeah. like you not charging for things because then they don't make money. But this weekend, at least, um, or over this weekend, it, it will be free. And Fantastic. all other times, it's 99 cents because that's mm. the minimum we can charge. Um, yeah. So okay, so it's I'll not very much. Perfect. So that's so that book is free and it's completely available to you for free, which is a bonus. Uh, if not, it is 99 uh, pence, as Carla said. Now, uh, the book is great because it's got our commentary and it's got a top and tail and it's got us talking about each category. The, however, if you want to get that those links and that access to that knowledge even quicker, there's actually a link in the description below as well, which has 300 plus different ways to make cash online. But it is just that it's a table of um, these are the companies, these are the links, this is potentially how much you can make in terms of a symbolic figure and uh, how difficult it is. And then you can get going. Now, there's no commentary there, um, but either way, look, we're, you know where we are in the Slack group and we're here to help you with whatever you decide to do, whether it's a book or it's the public list, up to you. Okay, now back to that. Now, I've mentioned a few things. One is the ebook, but also payment. Mm -hmm. Now, how should somebody take payment for their course? So right now, um, before we have a website, before we have e-commerce infrastructure, just keep it simple. Um, we can use something called Gumroad to charge for digital products, and then okay. we just put them into our Facebook group, or we can use PayPal. Um, people have PayPal accounts, it's nice and simple. Right now, building a whole e-commerce site and 
taking payments and linking it and automating it with Facebook groups, etc. It's not worth it. We just need the speed. These are people in your tribe, so they know who you are. So if you send them a PayPal link, um, it's going to be a lot simpler. I mean, the, the, there's enough trust for them to pay you via PayPal or Gumroad if you want to set up a, a digital product. Mm. Absolutely. It's so, simple, nice and simple. Great. Uh, and if, if you if you want to know what that means, it means when your client wants to pay or when somebody wants to purchase your course, you just send them a link. Mm. Here's a link. Boom, they click it. I mean, Gumroad will, will explain how that's done. PayPal uh, is obvious to most people now and they trust the PayPal name. Click the name, right, I'll pay the, pay the product. An e-commerce setup is where you would, you know, you'd go onto a site, imagine an e-shop or a digital product shop, you click the button, you put in all your details, and it's all hosted on the website. Yeah, you need um, credit card processing, you need to set yeah. a cart or order page, or like there's a lot of back-end exactly. stuff there, which we don't want to deal with at this point. And, and, it, and it's too soon, we don't need to yet. The tribe trusts you, um, we don't need to, that's the reality. A useful thing here, uh, which so Gumroad actually has pay what you want options, um, which mm -hmm. may be a nice way to do this so you can announce to your tribe hey i'm doing this course um it's going to be this this and this and this it's going to be a lot of value um it's pay what you want so you you choose the price recommended is five pound or ten pounds whatever you tell people to be recommended i um, mean you give them a link and they can they can pay a pound they can pay you a hundred pounds it's up to them that might yeah. be a nice way to do it depends on your community and your uh, the vibe you have with them yeah fantastic and a little tip there is in brackets um, pay what you want. Suggested uh, payment is like five quid or yeah. ten pound or something. Always have a suggested. Otherwise, Always people... suggested. Yeah, it's what they do in museums. Like you go to a natural history museum in London, uh, you walk in and there's like suggested donation is ten pound. You can contact us ten pound. So it's almost like okay, how much? How much? Ha it takes away the thought process of uh, how much should I pay? Uh, oh, okay, it's this much. It just helps that process. Now, one of the, the challenges is okay. That's great, Carl Harms. You're assuming I have a tribe. Mm -hmm. What if my tribe isn't quite there yet? What if I want to trial this early? Uh, what if I don't have a tribe? What do I do then? Sure. Well, first thing is go back to our other videos and start building a tribe. But that's yeah, absolutely. A, that's not a helpful answer for you right now. Um, so um, if you don't have a tribe yet, this is a really good time to build one because you have something of value, something to announce to people um, that you can take out into the world and bring people into your tribe based around the launch of this course. Have you ever noticed on podcasts um, now and always, people are always guesting on podcasts because they've just released a new book. Mm. That tends to be the case uh, when you have something to launch, something exciting and new, um, it's a good chance to get out into the world and expand your audience. Um, so we're just going to be doing that as well. So you might already have people in your professional circle, people you already mentor and coach, or just people peripherally around you in the professional world, um, depending on what your business is, who would be interested in this. If so, reach out to them and tell them that you're doing this online. That's going to be the simplest way to do this. Yeah. So what we're saying is use the fact that you're doing a course in four weeks and the course is going to solve this problem. Use that uh, as a hook to now move your audience into your tribe. Now, this would mean, you know, typically you may not be charging at this stage um, because that jump might be too steep for them. Even if it's like a pound or two yeah. pounds or five pounds or 10 pounds, it's just gonna be too steep. So it can be done for free. And that could be the hook, which takes them from audience into tribe. And again, that makes sense if you start watching through this week's uh, videos. Um, 
think about uh, what professional networks you're in, what, who can you email, who can you reach out to, uh, what relationships can you leverage uh, to launch your first course. Any, any newsletters that you might be able to send to, again, because it's something new that you're launching. And, and if it's free, training. yeah, and if, and if you're offering yeah, yeah. it for free, then it's a no-brainer for them. It's like, yeah, you yeah. can add value to my community, great. Any, any networking groups you go to, they can announce it for you, etc. Uh, LinkedIn uh, is obviously a great place for this. Yeah, digital groups, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups are great. Uh, any existing groups that you're in that you've been adding value to, that works as well. Um, another method is you can reach out. You can do a cold reach out to anybody who's considered an influencer or you or you think has a large following within an industry and temporarily align yourself with them, provide their audience value, and also helps you launch your first minimum viable product. If you are charging, they may say, actually, I would like you to charge for this product and I would like to take a fee, 50% split, 70, 30, whatever that is. You may say, actually, that makes sense because it gets my first course out there. The purpose of this, remember, it's not to make cash, lots of cash up front. It's actually to allow your customers to go through your value ladder because it's your entry-level product to purchase something more premium from you later. So that's the key. Uh, so don't think, oh, I don't want to give away any, any percentage split at the moment. But yeah, I mean, if somebody says, I've got a list of 50,000 people I can send this to, how about you charge £100 and we do 50-50? At that point, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're still going to be delivering your course for the first time. You're just yeah. going to get paid at the same time. So exactly. that's a nice bonus. Um, um, and, and just think, I always think about how is it a win for them? Because it could be that actually, no, uh, forget the payment. You keep 100% the payment. I'm just super pleased that I can uh, do this course to your audience um, because, you know, it was going to, I intended to do it free anyway. So just think about your approach. But again, it's, it's different for everybody, but there's a few different ways to think about it there. As um, long as you're, as, well, as long as your course is valuable yeah. um, and you are sharing it in places, promoting it in places where the people will actually genuinely find it valuable and you're not trying to sell something immediately, you should be fine. Um, if you just go and spam random Facebook groups that you have never uh, interacted with then yeah you're going to get kicked out and you're not going to make any conversions so just think of it from the point of view of the, um, the people you're reaching out to um, that's Absolutely. the simplest rule of thumb great now on to the actual delivery of the course so again we're adding layers um, we understand about the announcement who we're going to announce it to how we're going to announce it how yeah. we're going to take payment now we've got all of those things figured out now it's time to get technical with the technical details on how we can deliver it and maybe we'll talk about some confidence things as well in a moment. Yeah. So technically, um, if you remember, we said go live, but that's te the technical principle. Um, but what does that look like? Yeah, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> what, what do you mean live? <laughs> Facebook Live? Uh, because that may also be a new concept to you as well. Mm -hmm. um, so just to talk about live very quickly, it, it's essentially taking your camera, whatever that is, this happens to be the iPhone in this circumstance, the simplest method is you log into Facebook and when you post something, it also gives you an option to post live. Now, what that does to the rest of the world is it takes whatever you can see on this camera and shares it live on their device, their phone, their mobile, their phone, their iPad, their laptop, whatever their, whatever their device is or wherever they're watching could be live streamed to their television. That is the mechanism. Whereas typically somebody would have to shoot a video, then upload it as a post. Two different things. One has a lot of time involved. One is instantly live broadcasting. 
it's amazing how that is like the the long option now rather mm. than you have to have a film crew come to your place record you <sighs> send Sounds that to work. an editor send it to a tv station etc etc now it's like oh i have to upload it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds like hard work. Yeah, yeah, we can we can go live to anyone in the world, like as we are right now. This video is recorded live and broadcast live. We have the technology now within a few button presses on your telephone, as Harm said, um, or via your computer. The world, mm -hmm. like the world, and it's incredible. Um, and this is a new show. It it is this is a new show, and just like your course may be a new show, it may not be viewed by lots of people in the first instance. That's fine. But look how much time we've saved by avoiding the the challenge of recording this, uploading this, and all of that stuff that goes involved. And if you've done that in the past, you'll know that can take hours and hours. Mm -hmm. All you need is a bit of a bit of a blip on your Wi-Fi, and you could be uploading a file all night. And you don't need that stress on your <laughs> stress in your life. It's, it's busy enough. So I've pulled up the website version just to show you that it's a couple of button presses. Nice. This, this is Facebook.com/live. Um, can you see here? We have go live now. Mm -hmm. And you can choose uh, where it goes to. So this would be to my profile, but I would obviously choose my the Facebook group um, that I'm doing the live lesson into. I'd write a title in here, and then a little description, nice and simple. And then over here, um, I oops, I don't have to do that. It's at the top here. I have use camera, so I'd click on that, and that can automatically do that. Move that camera. There we go. Can mm. you see? This, this is my webcam. So all I'd have to do now is press live and I would be going live with live video into that Facebook group. And that's it. That's all you need. Fantastic. So it's, a, it's a couple of clicks away. You can do things like you can see here, we have share screen. Um, you can set up different cameras, et cetera, et cetera. There's no need right now. Mm. Um, we'll talk about sharing screen in a moment, but that's basically it. This picture, which you see in the bottom right, will go live into that group when I press the, the start button. Amazing. Uh, so, the, so there's no paid softwares, there's no subscriptions, there's no, no. Uh, nothing involved. Uh, and look, if you, if you don't have the budget for a webcam, as an example there, you can use your laptop standard webcam. That was my laptop standard webcam. Oh, that you, that, that oh. you've seen. Yeah, so you're seeing me right now, you're seeing yeah. me on my plugged in webcam, but Facebook Live was using my standard webcam. Mm. Okay. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine, yeah, because people appreciate that like, you're streaming live. There's a there's a level of expectation already set there anyway. Um, so perfect. That is as simple as that. Uh, I mean, and that's fantastic. So let yeah. me just and on telephone, it's even simpler. You, I mean, you know, if you are using telephone, I'd recommend using a tripod because you don't want to mm. be doing a whole course waving, you know, waving your phone around. Uh, a phone tripod's. 15 pounds, 20 pounds, it's nothing. Yeah, you can get one, you can get one as low as seven quid, you can get a decent one for 20 quid, uh, and a high-end one for 50, uh, for 25, 30 quid, definitely. Yeah, um, so what you just saw as well, uh, there was an option to share a screen, so you could share your computer screen and do slides. Mm. I would recommend not doing slides. Um, so using slides PowerPoint is something that people default to, and I don't think it necessarily helps their teaching. Um, it's going to slow your production massively because instead of just having your syntax and starting and starting to teach and get the value out there, now you're suddenly spending weeks building up a slide deck. Um, it, the slide deck also tends to reduce engagement. Instead of me talking directly to you via a camera, it's you looking at slides and maybe I'm a small 
a small video in the bottom corner and I'm just going through my slide deck. And in the wrong hands, it can be very boring. I'm sure you've sat through uh, extremely dull slide decks. Slide decks mm. can be useful, but they need to be done. They need to be done well, and so many people mess it up. Plus, even then, it's going to take you time, and that's going to slow you down. And it, we're falling back into that perfectionist um, trap of trying to have everything ready instead yeah. of just talk to camera. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to add to that diagram we spoke about earlier, which is. I hadn't considered that. This, mm. Imagine preparing your slides there. And if, you, if you're if doing like a 20 minute talk or an hour talk, that can be a lot of slides. Okay, so, and then when you actually film, you have to now add to your syntax or factor in the fact that you're gonna include slides. And then when you're adapting week to week, remember we talked about, okay, we'll exchange the syntax. I couldn't cover this this week, I'm gonna cover it next week. You have to go back and edit your slides in that case, and it's, it's just a lot of hassle and remember this is your minimum viability product this is the first first draft the first course course that you're putting out the door don't overcomplicate it yeah and, and if you want you can still our tactic which is whatever carl talks about or just boom I get a sharpie i put it into paper it's even a lined paper it's not even a fancy notebook mm. what is this what is this thing if you want it's to like, be like a notebook <laughs> if you want to be professional unlike us get yourself a whiteboard Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have one there, but it's not, yeah, that's not. Uh, oh, you do, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a whiteboard there. Good to uh, know. I'm going to use a notepad instead. Yeah. It's even easier for me. Uh, a, re a really cool mechanism is if you have an iPad, uh, this, is, mm. this is a cool hybrid. Yeah. If you've got an iPad, a decent one, and you, most people already have one anyway, um, you may be using it for your profession already, that can be plugged in and you can share that as your screen. And rather than do this like i do you can actually write on the ipad uh, which is awesome um, i don't know if my ipad is that i do have that mechanism i just don't think i've got the plug-in so that that is absolutely great and if you're mm. technical bent that's fine um i would say that's adding additional layers of complexity though yeah yeah again unless it's unless it's entirely necessary keep it simple mm. so so what else do we think okay so the video is one thing okay sorry uh, okay that's the that uh, okay, it's a live stream. That's a technical how to do that. Um, we suggest keeping it simple. Um, that old acronym KISS, keep it simple. Uh, Silly, you super star. Uh, that, keep, <laughs> that that is a uh, that's what we prefer. So, especially for your first run, um, because you may have you don't want to think about slides, right? Forget it, slides are out now. What about video? Mm -hmm. We sort of mentioned that you've got a webcam you're using. What about video and what about audio? Um, because these are the two um, big factors that are important, but don't have one has to be more perfect than the other. I would say. Sure. Um, so, audio is probably going to be the most important. People need to be able to hear you. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, if you are using the telephone, the microphone. So, yeah, the microphones on these are rubbish, basically. Um, so you want to have some kind of uh, microphone or a headset like this. Um, this is an. It's a Logitech H340, it costs about 30 quid. I picked this up because Harms and I were doing webinars while I was staying in Cyprus. So I just went to a local electronic shop and thankfully they had this one, but it's a good one, I found out later. 30 quid, it's fine. Um, or you can get a podcasting microphone, which you have, there's one. What's that, a blue? A blue, I mean, if you've got the budget, the blue brand is very much specialized in this area. So they mm -hmm. are cracking. And also this is portable, USB, take it anywhere. I got this on sale when, a, when an electronic shop was shutting down. But then again, the price ranges. Uh, but for the purpose of this, a microphone is what's essential because what it does is it allows a 
direct, it allows to capture a direction from your voice. The challenge is uh, if you don't have a microphone which is focused on direction, you can pick up all the environmental noise and that sounds terrible. It just sounds very low budget. Um, and I think people are accustomed to not having to deal with that when it comes to audio. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't sound great. So that's audio. That's audio. Yeah, I think it's a 30 quid headset or yeah. 50 quid mic or whatever, and you're fine. You so don't need you, anything fancy. Agree. So if, you, if you're making the decision on investing on audio versus video, go with audio first, mm-hmm. um, always. Video can come second. Now, talking about video, um, I use a, like a, I think it was like a 70 quid Logitech um, uh, what is it called? A webcam. Mm-hmm. That's what I use. Um, but again, that was on sale on Black Friday. Things reduced from over 100 quid. So I'm using the same thing. Mine's a Logitech C930, if that's helpful for I you. Think, I think that's what it is. There's no code on mine. I think um, it is. There's one behind, but we don't yeah. want to see you leaning over. It's, uh, yeah, 80 quid or something like that. There's a yeah. higher end one, which I believe is 150. Um, mm. But again, the clarity is fine. Um, most laptops, especially modern laptops, will have a camera. It's perfectly fine as well. And the camera on one of these, um, on a modern iPhone, is fantastic. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, again, there's no need for you to go crazy about this. Um, I find, so a bit like PowerPoint, or a bit like scribbling on an iPad, or it's very easy for people to, um, to kind of hide behind the technical stuff. And we just want you to move through that. So instead of giving you... Um, basically the space to make excuses that, oh no, I can't start yet because I need to sort out my, my, my webcam, et cetera, et cetera. Just move on this stuff. You, If you need to buy stuff, you can buy this camera for 80 quid, you can buy a headset for 20, 30 quid and you're fine. Mm. Um, so I, I, don't, I, don't allow this to stop you. Agree, and electronics you can always grab in a sale as well, but don't agree, don't let it stop you. Um, and don't go for the most expensive item. Please, um, at least at least until you know you're you're doing these courses regularly, comfortably, consistently, then it's worth investing mm-hmm. in some awesome tech. Why, why the hell not? Well, um, if you have awesome. bought really expensive, really cool stuff and you've stopped doing it, then contact us in the Slack group and I'll buy it off you. <laughs> yes, yeah, because you can do an upgrade. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of um, high-end audio gear and high-end video gear sitting in households that's yeah. not being used. Um, yeah, don't, don't, don't into that trap. You do not need to for the most part. Always. Um, okay, so one final additional thing is, look, if, if there's two of you or your guest guest doing a guest kind of live presentation, because we haven't really spoke about that, we're just assuming that you're an individual expert, but it could be like a Harms and Carl, you come as a pair, then we use a software called Be Live. Um, there's similar things like that. So my suggestion would be to Google uh, uh, guest streaming softwares like Be Live, mm-hmm. and then you get a a list so, of 10. so it allows me to do these kind of things um, on screen right now everything's moving around mm. again complication um don't necessarily need it if you do need two people and you need to be able to share screens and show images and um, i pulled up uh, my web browser just a moment ago then a piece of software like this makes it a lot easier yeah but it's not essential um, but but you may want to do it, and it may be worthwhile if there's two of you. Um, it just adds a whole different level of dynamic, as you can see with the with the tech involved. If you by yourself, just go straight to Facebook. Um, okay, now if you do need technical help or guidance, look, we're not we're not super tech support, IT tech specialists, but we've used lots of things like this, so we we are more than happy to point you in the right direction. The best place to have that conversation with us 
is in the Slack group and that is in the description below. So do have a chat with us there if you're worried about tech. Uh, it, some people are not, some people love it, and some people are tech-phobic. Like, oh, no, no, we're talking about USBs. So, yeah, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll help you out there. Um, so simply what we're saying is, if you want to take everything we've said just in this section and condense it down, what we're saying is Facebook group here, streaming live into the Facebook group here, and then you've got your course. You're good to go. That's, no, that's essentially what we're saying. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, now that's the technical side. What about actually going live mm -hmm. and doing the teaching part? And what if there's a challenge with confidence? Now, I guess we can just talk about that space for a bit before we close off today's show. Mm -hmm. So this is the other big objection. Um, a lot of time people will come to us with technical objections, but really the big objection here is confidence. Mm -hmm. um, so you can hide behind the PowerPoint, et cetera, uh, the camera, the slides, the audio. Um, but the real block is going to be the person. They don't want to get on camera. They don't want to um, speak to an audience of people. And I get that, absolutely. Um, the harm knows I struggle with this. This is no longer something I do uh, struggle with as much. It's a skill like any other skill, and you've got to practice it. And when you start, it's going to be rubbish, and you're going to hate it, and it, you will get better. Um, it's like doing push-ups or you know sit-ups. It's going to be painful, and you will be able to go through it. That's not that's not uh, contested here. But if you want a safe way to do that, you can do Facebook and YouTube lives outside of the course environment if you want to. That's something we've recommended anyway. Um, mm -hmm. If you go back to previous videos on audience, we've been recommending live video again and again and again and again. Um, so that's the best way to build up a comfort level. Uh, in, in regards to practice, here's a tip. Mm. I think I gave this gave this tip to a couple of people who wanted to go live, especially during the COVID nineteen time. They want to go live and talk about their business um, because they're sitting at home, and these are these are very good business people. They're just not very good at the live part yet. Mm -hmm. So a good tip is to buddy up with somebody who um, you trust and um, you can go live in front of. Now this doesn't mean a one to one FaceTime. What you would do is you'll create a and it's not, it doesn't have to be too complicated. You can do a simple version of this, but you create a private Facebook group, completely separate and give it a name. Um, uh, Harms practicing going live to a group. Yeah. That's the name. And it's, a, it's, you, it's known as a secret group, which means only somebody who searches that specific name and all gets invited can join that group. So I've done this with a few uh, people in the past uh, where it's like, look, I, I will create the private group with you just stream live in there <laughs> but there's two things don't expect me to watch it and if you really want feedback on a specific video i'm more than happy to but just the practice of going live in a facebook group using the technical stuff we spoke about and potentially somebody watching it was enough for them to practice and get really really good mm -hmm. at it uh, we did the same thing within the 12-week uh, program we ran one of the tips we gave them is to go live and they just started filming live within the group yeah within that closed group within the closed group. group nobody else sees it but they get to practice and then some of them went off outside and started to do this live and now they're super confident they're, yeah. they're amazing at it yeah you get over yourself basically um you just said it's not it's not the same as facetime it's also not that different um true true it, it's not that different to facetiming it's just wider um so yeah. yes there might be the thing about oh no thousands of people are going to see me trust me initially they won't um yeah they're not all going to see you. 
Um, but if you're doing it into the course as well, remember people are in your course because they trust your expertise. They're there for your value and your knowledge. Um, and they're going to respect you for that. Yeah, that, that's the big thing. That's what they're tapping into there by watching you. Yeah. Um, they're not looking at your hair or your T-shirt. They're there because you're an expert in your in your funnel. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, if you're uh, one of the tips we gave last week, I believe, is if you are if you're really struggling with the fact that there's no way I can do this because look at the amazing people out there in front of video. Okay, mm -hmm. it's okay for harm, you and Harms, Kyle. Uh, yeah, great. It's right for you. Look at all these amazing people on YouTube. But one tip I'll give you is scroll back 10 years ago or five years ago or three years ago to when they started YouTubing or Facebook videoing, Facebook lives, and you'll see that they were rubbish. It's not, not an opinion, but don't, don't scroll back through mine, please. <laughs> Anyone else? You'll find that they are compared to where they are now, they appear rubbish. But back then, they were great, they were great at doing what they did back then. They just have gotten better and better and better through practice. So, use the fact that they started on a first step as a piece of encouragement that somebody who's who I look up to and says, Oh, they are amazing in front of video actually started like this same thing is with celebrities actors actresses mm -hmm. in their first hollywood or flick versus what they are now it's like well am i looking at two different actors or actresses here so yeah stop um, comparing yourself to somebody who's been doing it for 10 20 years that's the key D don't compare yourself to somebody who's at their perceived end destination um there, 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 shouldn't, there shouldn't be the way you compare compare yourself to by all means, compare yourself to where they were at their start. That's a great place to compare yourself because it, it, really, it will motivate you to get started. Um, so that's the key. And essentially, uh, as, a, an, as an experiment, all right, this is a great experiment to find out what is easier, okay? An experiment is you're gonna spend five minutes uh, recording yourself talking about one specific subject. Okay, that's experiment number one. Let's call that experiment A. And see, identify how many takes it does, how long it takes you to uh, edit the video, process it, and get it uploaded. Okay, that's experiment one. Only five minutes because we don't want to waste too much of your time. Now, experiment number two is, experiment B, let's call it, is you just film the same message, but you go live, and you have no choice but to talk about that live. Which one is quicker? which one requires less processing, which one has a quicker workflow. Think about this is a business. We can't waste time in a business. Uh, which one's comfortable once you started and which one does not let you off the hook? Because what you'll find is if you're recording yourself, you can be let off the hook because you can now look back at it and say, ah, now that wasn't good enough, I'll do another take. The live video does not let you off the hook. So if you stumble, um, repeat yourself, it doesn't matter. You, you continue on to your next sentence your next point, your next paragraph, your next fact, your next story. You just carry on, just go with it. So do that as an experiment and see which one you prefer. Again, ultimately the choice is yours. You know what me and Carla are suggesting, but I think go check out which one you prefer. I can tell you that, well, the live video will take you five minutes because that's how long live video takes to produce five minutes of live video. Yeah. The recorded one, I would say count how many times you stop recording and start again. Uh, that's a really... Like I find as soon as I hear an um or an uh in any sense like oh, start again. It would take hours and hours. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that. 
it would it would take a long time. Um, yeah. Whereas with live video, yeah, you're gonna um and uh, you're gonna have sentences that don't really go anywhere. But at the end of the day, you're a person. Um, that's why these people have been attracted to you. That's why they're in your tribe. That's why you're in your audience because you're a person, and they get that. And the fact that you might stumble over a word or you might say um does not mean you don't have a massive amount of valuable expert information and knowledge that you are imparting to them in this course. Yeah, they're not buying your course because they want a perfect, uh, um, free presentation. They're buying into your course because they want to know what's in your head. Yeah, and they, they want, want access to you. They want access to you, you, your knowledge, the service you provide, the product you provide. They want to learn about, hang on a minute, if I pay this person thousands of pounds for their service, are they the right person? Well, actually, this entry-level course tells me they are the right person. Mm. not bothered about the ums and ahs. And interestingly, the ums and ahs and seeing someone on their sofa or wherever it is, it gives a more a higher level of intimacy and authenticity than a fully polished, beautiful corporate video where somebody is delivering a message to you. And it's just, it makes the personality of the person a lot more attractive and you find yourself wanting to do business with them or learn more from them. Whereas if it's fully um, professional, I, I think less and less that um, polished professional corporate look works. It's not really working right now. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and look, there's pros and cons for both, but for you at a starting point, uh, this is this is the quickest way. It's, it's, we're talking about five minutes versus multiple takes versus production workflow. Think about that. Think about that timeline there, because when when we said uh, you need to physically film it, that's just one X. But what if that's multiple takes? What if that's ten takes? Look, I I've chatted somebody recently who was trying to do video, and the the biggest regret they made is that they just didn't go live to start with. And this is a amazing professional speaker who said the moment they went live, they were just like. Oh wow! Okay, oh, this is much easier. <laughs> oh, okay, that was a lot easier. And these are public speakers mm -hmm. who were trying to do recorded video, and they just couldn't for lots of different reasons. Yeah, they come across more like almost too formal. Yeah, yeah too too stiff. Whereas I in live video, is, yeah, yeah, live video is much closer to standing on stage and talking mm -hmm. to somebody, or just having a conversation with someone. And that's all it is: having a conversation with somebody. So I love that. Um, any other things we want to talk about within this sector? Because I, I feel like we spoke about confidence. We've spoke about um, the power of live, why it's easier on a logical logical level. Mm -hmm. um, um, I mean, personally, just from my point of view, um, I now record lots of video courses and audio courses. I used to hate the sound of my own voice. Um, I'm still not particularly comfortable with it, but I used to hate it. So I could, like, so editing my audio and editing my video used to be just an absolute nightmare. And I produced, I think my first big course was about 10 hours teaching Chinese, um, reading and writing, and having to record all of that, edit it, took months and months and months and months and months. And it was, it was utter anguish. And eventually I just got over myself, um, but it took a very long time. Whereas if I'd started with live video a lot quicker, I would have been able to move through and get to the comfort level um, faster. And that's why we recommend it to everybody now. Um, if somebody like myself who had this utter hatred of my own voice and I hated seeing myself on video and photos, if I can get through this, then you can as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
and my girlfriend commented the other day, she saw one of the live videos, she said, oh, you look, you look so much more relaxed. Because um, the first ones I would be sitting here and it would be cut every few seconds because I was editing it and just, just very, yeah, tense, not at all relaxed. Um, mm. Whereas now, once you get through, once you take the plunge and you start doing live video and you get used to it, the quantity and the quality of the content you can produce just skyrockets. Yeah, 100%. If you take yeah. nothing else from this whole week, start doing live video. Um, I know you, you won't. Lots of people are like, oh, no, I still want to record it, but it's it's just, it's the big thing right now in terms of internet marketing. And if you can get over yourself, and it's primarily that, um, this is potentially an extremely powerful tool within your arsenal. Absolutely. And remember, we've also taken the pressure off because we're not talking to a script. We're, you know, we're not mm. reading off a script here. There's no teleprompter. There's no preparation. All we're doing is using our syntax that we've prepared and allowing that to allow us to recall the expert knowledge in our mind. It's already up here. It's not like we're coming up with new things that we were never aware of. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that point there. Oh, point A. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me talk about that. Um, and you can probably talk about talk about it for days. So your challenge is going to be keeping it concise uh, within yep. a certain time frame, which is why there's also timings in the syntax. So remember, we create a syntax, not a script. And the purpose of the syntax is just to, just to remind you of what you need to talk about in at this moment of time when you're delivering the live session. You already know the information. Um, that's it. That, look, in your first session, our suggestion is that you print off the syntax. That's always a good good way to do it, rather than having a computer because you may end up just be fixated on the syntax and forget that somebody's watching on the camera. So have it printed off. Um, maybe it's like prompt, prompt there and let your audience know that, look, hey guys, I've got some amazing notes to share with you. As you can see, there's lots of bullet points here. Yeah, so don't, don't hide it. Don't hide it. We ne we're never for pretending like there's nothing helping you. Um, yeah. Look, if you've done this a hundred times, you won't need a syntax. Okay, that's a different story. But this is your first course we compile that inf uh, whole bunch of information into a syntax. So allow that to be your point of reference. Okay, great. Okay, that's my point I'm talking about now. Then bring yourself back to the camera and start to deliver that point. Okay, now moving on to the next point here. Go back to the syntax. Hmm, fantastic. So on, on my note here, I've got something I wanted to share with you, which was this. At no point do we hide it. We, we can play on it if we want but allow it to prompt you never, never a script. So it's, it should be a feeling of even more relaxation when presented to camera. Now, talking about camera, Kyle, what we, we briefly mentioned it, but one of the challenges is, like, look, right now I'm looking at Kyle on my second screen here. Oh, it's even worse for you. You've got two screens. Yeah. So I, I look, And if I was talking to the audience, mm -hmm. uh, now I can get away with it. If I'm talking to Kyle, I can get away with doing this. Like, hey, Kyle, it looks like I'm talking to you next to you. But... If I'm talking to the audience at home and I'm looking over here or looking at my notes, uh, I'm not engaged. Mm -hmm. Worst case is, let me just show you an example. Let me bring myself on the same screen. Mm -hmm. Actually, it probably looks okay. I'm now looking at myself there um, on the camera because it, maybe I'm just interested in, oh, what do I look like? What, are what can people see me look like when I'm teaching this? versus so it's all about the eyes here if you're looking at a coffee if you're having a coffee with somebody you're not going to sit there with a mirror in front of them looking at yourself mm -hmm. you're going to try and look into their eyes i'm trying I'm try not to do it naturally but now this is me looking at the camera 
Now, if you're watching this at home, you may say actually there's a different level of connection there and a different level of engagement because I, f you f I feel like Harms, you're talking to me directly yeah. or you're talking to Kyle through the camera. Uh, this is because live video is such a close extension of face-to-face. -face. I mean, now in lockdown, everyone's using Zoom and um, Skype and FaceTime to literally have that face-to-face -face discussion, yeah. um, although people are still not very good at looking at the camera. But you might have noticed that we, when Harms is talking, I will be looking straight at the camera instead of Harms. And it is for that reason it we are remembering that we are still having a discussion with an audience. Um, and it's yeah. so key. Yeah, and, and it's it's important. It, it can be, uh, you can break that connection with somebody, i.e. somebody watching online, uh, if, if you're just looking at yourself or you're looking over there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. So my technique is if Carl's talking, the way I've got my screen positioned is it's as if I'm looking at him on the screen. So if you've got a guest, you may want to play with that a little bit, uh, which is why I was asked, to, can you put me on this side of the screen? Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'm looking at... I'm looking the at other way. Side him, other way to him, so it looks a bit weird. Uh, and Carl's technique is, if I'm speaking, he will look directly to the camera. And that's the key. Now, again, look, we've, I've got notes here. I might glance at my notes, my syntax, and then, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the point I want to share here. So one of the things I've got written down here for you guys is this. So that's, yeah. that's the thing there. So syntax is, we've got on one side, we've got uh, memorizing a whole speech or a whole lesson. Yeah. And then on the other side, we have reading of the script. We are landing squarely in the middle, so we have our notes. We can look there and be like, "Okay, got that point," and then deliver straight to camera. Mm. Um, and it's just—it's so natural and so easy. Um, learning a whole script that becomes public speaking, that becomes um, a very different skill, and it's not one we recommend right now for developing and delivering this course. Whereas reading off a script has zero engagement. Um, mm. So the syntax use that that should allow you to be a lot more comfortable um, in the live environment as a result of the uh, the format we have prepared the course in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't have to go to the same extreme that I do where I'm like, hey guys, sorry, Carl, can you take off? I need to go to the toilet. Um, like that, you're, you're going to have a session. So you're going to be very much prepared for that, like that particular session. You know, you're going to have your uh, and it's just some random tips, you know, you have maybe a hot drink, you have your uh, glass of water, you have your syntax, uh, you may have a sticky note. So here's a, here's a suggestion. Maybe write in a sticky note behind the camera, remember to look at the camera. So if you do forget and you're, because sometimes you can be absorbed in what you're talking about, that's very natural until you, until you get better and better at this. It may just be a reminder, look at the camera, maybe another reminder to smile, maybe another reminder to um, remember to tell people that you're using the syntax. Just things that you may think uh, will distract you or uh, it could be stay on topic, whatever, whatever you think is going to distract you. But I think the big one to start with is uh, keep looking at the camera. Don't look at yourself. Mm -hmm. And that would be a prompt. So if you do it a little bit, it's not the end of the world. If you do it now and then, not the end of the world. But try bring yourself back to that. And it will just become natural then. You won't be able to speak to anybody but the camera. Yeah. So we could go on with all these little tips. Um, but mm. I think the big one is just to do it. Get on with producing the course. Um, all these little tips will help you iron out the kinks. But these yeah. are the kind of things we can discuss in the Slack channel because there's going to be 100 different problems and 100 different solutions. So if you have something in particular, I'm not looking at the camera or... I make a weird lip smacking sound, eat an apple, 
that's the, the key to that one. That's, uh, <laughs> did you know about that? If you no. eat that, then you don't get that kind of um, wet sound. The acidity breaks down the saliva. Anyway, if you want those kind of tips um, in the Slack group, we will be able to help with very specific problems. Um, so rather than us going through everything now, just start, and then at least you'll know what your problems are. Yeah. Amazing. So that I mean, look, it's been a full-on day, uh, full-on show today. We've covered um, where we are in the course. Like, right, we, en we, we entered today with the syntax. Mm -hmm. Now, with that syntax, we added introductions and outros, which are short based on the content, based on, if you remember yesterday, based on what the sandwich is filled with. Uh, the intro outro now become the two pieces of bread that, that put that all together. We spoke about schedules. When should I deliver this? We specifically said weekly is a good suggestion and at a time that suits you first. That's important. Um, otherwise, you know, you'll end up not doing it. That's the key. Um, then we spoke about announcing the course. Okay, let's go ahead and announce a course. We can do this to our tribe directly or we can do it as a hook to get people into our tribe few other techniques discussed there as well. Mm -hmm. um, another thing with announce, within announcing is how do we take payment? Um, how do we take payment and how do we set the expectation for the start date? We recommended doing it about four weeks out, give yourself some preparation time. And then when that four weeks comes, you can take payment leading up to that. We mentioned very simply just using something as simple as PayPal, something people are familiar with. We then spoke about going live. Live is the main mechanism for delivery. We then spoke about a bit of tech, audio and video for that piece of tech, some, some budgeting uh, starting points there uh, and how to start basic level and build up if you would like to. And then finally, teaching techniques, the most important that you need to be aware of on your first course. Things will evolve. We can talk about space for a long time. And then we also spoke about just overcoming some of the barriers with actually going live in front of camera. Uh, confidence, objections, mm -hmm. and hopefully scenarios and situations that we've been in that may help and translate to where you are now. And remember, don't compare yourself to somebody who's you know seems to be at the end of their game. They're sitting at the top of the mountain there, uh, that metaphorical mountain. Compare compare yourself to what they were like at the start, what they're doing in their first step, and that's a good starting point to motivate you to actually climb the mountain. Otherwise, it's pretty tough. You know how. It's right for them, they're at the top of the mountain. How do I get up there? So that's what we spoke about today. Uh, it's a lot, um, but hopefully it's systemizable and hopefully will encourage you to get started. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And that is really the message of today. Mm -hmm. And the whole week is just keep moving. We've kept yeah. everything as simple as possible. Um, we have reduced the number of options at each stage. So instead of saying you could do this, this, and this, and this, uh, we've said, okay, no, do it this way. And um, this is the best way to do it. Now, tomorrow, we are going to change directions a little bit. We're going to talk about, okay, you have delivered your course. You have rave reviews. Everyone loved it. Or um, you have, you know, uh, suggestions for improvement. And that's also fantastic. What are we going to do then? How are we going to productize this? How are we going to take this course and start to convert it into its a final form? Um, as you'll know, there's never really going to be a final form, but we're going to be starting to move it towards something that's more evergreen, um, which basically describes a product which we can continue to sell. It's not going to be tied to our time, as in we are not going to have to teach every week, but instead we are going to um, be selling it. And that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. But before you get there, we have some actions for you today. 
Yeah. So actions from today is number one. If you have not done it yet, uh, finish the syntax with what we spoke about today, adding an introduction and outro. That will give you a nice finished syntax. You may now see that you've got this intro outro and start to populate your timings in there, your estimated timings as well. And then the second thing is to set yourself a deadline. Go ahead and announce the course for four weeks time, five weeks time, three weeks time, whenever suits you, but give yourself lead in time for you to take payments, for you to announce it, for you to get people to sign up to the course. And in this instance, that means joining a Facebook group for where you're gonna publish the course and present it live. And that's it. Finish the syntax and announce the course. That will get you going, some public accountability as well. If you want to publicly announce it within our Slack group and mm. tell me, Kyle, hey, Kyle, Harms, I'm going to do the course on the first, April, May, June. First of June, I'm, I'm doing my course. You guys have been awesome. Do my course. This is what it's about. I'm starting to do my syntax. First of June, I'm going for it. And that's amazing. Um, we, we can then nudge you on a weekly basis and say, how's that course going? Um, got anybody joined your Facebook group yet? Things like that to get you moving forward. Uh, remember that's a Slack channel and don't forget to subscribe, follow, uh, like, comment the BBO show uh, and it does help out. Remember we've got the book also published and it should help out to plug the cash gap. Plus if you've got some extra time on your hands, show you some new ways to make money online. Uh, so do enjoy that. It's currently free this weekend. So grab it, grab it whilst it's there. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and we'll be wrapping up building a course tomorrow. Same time at midday. See awesome. you then. See you tomorrow.